Okay, hello everyone, welcome to the podcast. Um, today we don't have a guest, as you could probably see or hear from what I just said. But um, I'm going to be asking Ellie about his early business ideas and just all his business ventures and his charities and his movie. Should we just give some context of why that was started? Okay. Essentially, uh, you know your brother, Yomi Frankel. Yeah. So I'm working with him on a project, so I was in my office with Yomi. And then someone else who's always in our, who's also in the office, Rafi Kent was there. And uh, me and Yomi had just finished uh, the meeting and we were just, we were just leaving. And, and then Yomi and Rafi literally locked the doors and said, send your brother a message. Uh, send Aaron a message. Um, Yomi's your brother. They locked you yeah. in. Yeah, well, not really. I'm <laughs> exaggerating slightly for the story. But they, they were both just t- saying that you really should do it, you really should do this, uh, just to really give a background of... Um, of what I've done, because uh, they said it's really interesting, I thought it wouldn't be, but they said it would be really interesting, and they said I should give it a shot, so here's our shot. It is very interesting. So, Ali, what was your first business venture? It has to be selling in school, right? Of course it has to be, <laughs> of course, Aaron. You know me too well. We were in school together, weren't we? Weren't we? Weren't we? <laughs> so, uh, what happened was, I... I'm wondering how many details I should give up here. <laughs> or, 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 okay, so essentially what happened was I would sell a bit in school. Let me say a bit. So back in the first year, so I think I did sell. I was just like a progress and became bigger and bigger and bigger and sold more and more and more as years went on. So in the first year, I think I only sold, I sold like a few little sweets for 10p each, a few a week, uh, and then... That's what happened, right, Nick? Tiny profit. I don't know if it's even knowledge. Like, was it fifty pounds for the year, or something like that? Something wow, like that's not. a lot of money. I know, I know. Um, so, so whatever it was, I don't exactly remember the statistic. And then I think the next year it was like one hundred and fifty pounds that year that I made profit. And the next year it got up and up and up and up. And every year it just continued to rise when he had more experience with how he did it. So the first year, the second year, the third year, I was still just all doing it myself. I think by the fourth year I was making three four hundred pounds profit. Don't remember where it went. Don't ask me where it went. Um, <laughs> if it went to my bank account, <laughs> and then and then it was at the, the last. How many years are there of school? There's five years, I think. No, it's five. I remember the last year when you just had like <clears throat> ten boys, just paying them to sell for you. Oh yes, essentially yes, exactly. So the past two years, and it started to really go up, and because once you have a lot of experience, usually you have more uh, confidence. In a good way. Some people are confident without experience, but but if you're confident with experience, it's the best confidence you could have because you actually know what you're talking about. Um, so the fourth and fifth, the fourth and fifth, yeah, I think I was the fourth and fifth. Um, I was just being a bit more confident, a bit more bold in yeah. in our approach to selling and, and being being more risky, trying out new things, which is good. That's what you want. Um, you you want to have that appetite to to grow, to get bigger, to get better. So it's on the fourth year, like like you said, so that was second to last year. Um, I was trying out as one person to help out. I remember I had like like the last few months, I had one person helping me out. It was a whole big thing for me. I had one person as it is, it's still quite a lot to to deal with someone. It's it's quite interesting. You learn so much from it. And then the last year, I took it a bit far, as you as you might remember, <laughs> a way a bit too far. And I think I was at seven eight people were working for me um, to helping out. It was, it was really an amazing experience. It was, I think half the school that uh, all the boys in the school that were mm. selling because it was an all boys school so all the boys in the school that were selling I think half of them uh, were 
was selling for me. So it was really, really interesting. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> I, sh- I did not make as much money as I should have for How this month. How much did you make? It was, I think it was, it was quite substantial in comparison to the other years, but if I would have went, if I go back now and do the same thing, I think I could have made at least five times the amount in proper. But that's the whole point, you do it, you get experience, you see what you did wrong. But it was, it was an experience, <laughs> having that many people working, all selling different items. I think it even got some people to compete against each other. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Sure. To, I think I think you were stood in school and you did this, but didn't you open like a Shopify or short? I, I don't know what it was, but you were selling hoodies or something. Yes. Was that yeah? So was so, that the first thing you did, like outside of selling in school? Like as a project of mine. Yeah. I think so. I'm I'm, I'm fairly certain. Uh, the difference is because. Uh, my father and my family do 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 some stuff, and, and I think I, I might have helped my father out on a few projects. Of it. He probably wanted to just teach me or something. Ropes. So, I'd, so you had probably a bit of experience before that. But yes, I think that was the main business. I started. So I was reading one day, and I saw a blogger had an audience, and he said he live streamed to making a website, a Shopify website. And he sold four hundred pounds worth of worth of stuff within twenty. With it, he streamed it. He made the web on the stream. He made the website and he sold four hundred pounds worth of clothes, like five six hours. I thought, oh wow, that's absolutely incredible. It's that easy to make a website. That easy to put everything together. It's like, okay, yeah, let me do it. So, uh, it did not take me five or six hours to create the website. Just in case you were thinking about that. How long did it take you? Do we say a figure? <laughs> um, six months. Pro- probably yes. Right, I actually took you six months. <laughs> probably yes. I was obsessing about every little okay. detail, and I, I, I obsessed so much, I never actually got around to selling anything. Also, <laughs> 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 I mean, there's so much experience. You look at it, they're like, why are we caring so much about the list? Look at that letter; it's a tiny bit too small. Let's no, just no. put it out. It's not perfect, and you just try everything out, see how it goes. Um, but I did, like I said, it was, it was not a total failure because I learned a lot about it. But, I, but most of the money that I made in school, I lost, uh, not lost, I spent on this. Um, and the, I've actually got a few more, a few hoodies at home. Do you? Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm sure you'd want a present. This is, I'd love one. <laughs> yeah, so essentially Did he come in extra, extra large? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway. <laughs> anyway, so what's the, the store? It's not of, uh, what's it called, of, of me. Uh, it wasn't of just like a random e-commerce store. It was a clothing brand, that a clothing brand that I had made. Um, so that's why it cost a bit more, because I had to send over some other stuff to see how it looked, make sure it's good. I probably wouldn't... Uh, yeah, I, probably, I would do that now, but I'll do it in a way, in a, in a, in a way that I would yeah, need to spend so way less money to start off. But it's all experience. Um, so, yeah, it was very interesting. Got a few hoodies at home. I remember trying to advertise that. I remember you trying to sell them to me. And I was <laughs> like, yeah, sure. How much are they? 50 quid. It's really expensive, <laughs> believe it or not, to make hoodies. That's why when you have uh, YouTubers or influencers mm. selling hoodies, they usually sell up 50, 60 pounds, if not more. It's really expensive to make a yeah, brand hoodie. They have people behind them that, were, that are willing to 
exactly. give up that amount of money. Exactly, and that's if you're making your own brand. You need an audience to really grow it. It's very, very hard to start a brand with no, with no capital, with no money to start off, and then suddenly expect, OK, if I put a few pounds there, a few pounds in Facebook advertising or Google advertising, uh, or pay, pay influencers, which I did pay influencers, suddenly I'll get people to, uh, to help me out. To, to buy stuff from it. No, it doesn't work like that. You, if you want to grow, grow properly and get a proper audience, you need to make an audience, not just buy someone else's yeah. audience. So, it's, yeah, it was very interesting. Um, and, and that was the story. So just about when, that. Yeah. Yeah. When, so when you realised that it wasn't going to work, what were your feelings? Because you'd spent, what, six months on it? I'll be very honest. I never actually admitted defeat. I don't. I don't like losing. So. You didn't cry. <laughs> no. What happened was. Uh, what happened was for the first. So I spent on it a solid few months on it. I think it was probably around six six months. That was right. Solid six months every day in and out. I was working it m- most of uh, most of the day aside from the other stuff I was doing. Um, so qu- I, don't, I don't know how long it was. Six six hours a day. Uh, I'm not sure if I, I think I was still in school then, but I was so even outside school. I think I was more than six hours a day. Mm-hmm. So it was like the whole time I was doing, it was on a, an obsession. So like for example, I paid a few influencers to help to uh, yeah. to advertise this. Did you know about that? Yeah. So like one influencer had two million followers. Yeah. It's on TikTok. Some influencer. But now that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, no one knows about that, who that person is because I learned so much about it. First of all, when you have an audience on TikTok, they're not dedicated to you. Second of all, if you have some an influencer who advertises a lot, they're I was like, the advertisements are, in a sense, diluted. It doesn't mean as much as someone who doesn't advertise as much. So if they just advertise the whole time, every let's say every ten, every ten minutes we're saying on the podcast, hey, buy this, buy this, buy this, no one's going to buy everything. But if we just say one time, buy this, more people are going to buy that. So that's what I realised, and that's, uh, that, that's one extra thing. And these, these people that I went to were advertising the whole time. So... Uh, and then I went to a few other influencers. So I think I paid around nearly a grand just on influencers. That's what, and you learn, you learn so much from it, and I didn't get one sale out of that. <laughs> that's experience. It's a but, great story. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, one influencer scammed me as well. What do you mean? So, they... so I realised afterwards they have fake followers. I didn't realise at the beginning. But essentially what happened was I, um, I, sent, I said, how much do you want to, how much you want to do? Blah, blah, blah. So we agreed, I think, like two £300 for... Like ten TikTok videos was a pretty good price plus like one or two in the one or two Instagram Instagram pictures just all around the the clothing brand Stop Hustling Me which was called so all about that clothing they should buy that mm-hmm. so I sent them a few products for free I said listen as well as money I'm giving you a few items that you could keep for yourself you could use for videos what happened was they did a video one video um, all about the product okay that was amazing like a magic trick around the product Okay. The next video, they had a video, they just tagged me in. That's it. They didn't even do anything about me, they just tagged me in. Oh no, they wore it in the video, but they didn't point to it, it was just like another piece of of clothing someone else was wearing. One person wore it, so they tagged me in. Okay, that was a video. And then they made no Instagram picture. Oh, they did it also for Instagram. The same thing again, they just tagged me in the post and said that was an advertisement. So that was out of the ten videos, they only did one proper video. One or two fake, like, just tagged me in, not even make a, bit, a video about it. And then seven, they just ignored me after that. Just totally blanked me. 
refused to talk. They just sounded cool enough. They just refused to talk, uh, refused to answer the phone call. You'd already paid them. Yes, so and that's, that's the thing. You learn about it. Okay, you pay 50% up front, 50% after, or maybe mm. 20%, 80%. It's just so interesting to see it and get the experience. But in a sense, I'm glad that happened at that time. So now when I uh, spend money elsewhere, you really have the experience knowing how to do it properly. So from there... What did you? Oh yeah, you're right. We were we were talking Move about that. So, so what happened after that? Um, or how did that that project stop? What were the feelings? So what happened was for this. I was like like you mentioned. I was working it very very hard for six months, day in day out, and then when it came to ticking at that point, then I started. I realised okay, I'm working really hard. I, I love doing this, but I should probably do one or two other things. So I started doing other projects, whatever it was. Not all of them succeeded, we can talk about that. Quite a few of them failed. Most Go of on, them talk, talk about the ones that... Just, just talk that about briefly. the failures. Yeah, how, how many were there? So I'll get around to that in a second. But what happened was so I started doing those projects and therefore this became less of importance. So instead of spending eight hours a day, I'd only spend two hours a day. From two hours a day, one hour a day, blah, blah. So that ended up, it just sort of died out. Uh, and then I remember, like, three months later, huh, what, what happened to my clothing brand? And then for the next week, worked heavily on it, and then just completely forgot about it. <laughs> but it was, it was worth a try, and uh, I could probably pull up the website sometime as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, so about the failures. There was a lot of failures, quite a lot indeed. How many? So Did you count on your fingers? I can now count on my fingers, there were way too many. Way too many. I mean, even to this day, I still, I still have failures. They're just not so public. I just really show successes on LinkedIn, on Instagram, YouTube. Um, but it's just about keep. It's just about every time you have a failure, just learn from it and just make make the best next time. Not 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 a failure. Like make, you don't you don't want to stop having failures. You just want to have different types of failures where you learn from it. You don't make the same mistake twice. Uh, just where you keep learning from experience and you spend the least amount of money uh, on those failures, in a sense, and then you only spend money on the successes. Um, so what about the failures? So, like you said, I cannot count them on my fingers. There was quite a lot. There was probably over 20 failures. Well, uh, projects that you tried starting? Yes, probably more than that, thinking about it, yeah. Right. Even now, like even like I think like a month ago, I started something and didn't work out. It just it happens a lot of the time. Um, <laughs> it's, like it's good. It's, it really is good. Like, as long as you learn from it, um, because I think because I'm very competitive. Because well, we were playing air hockey last night, weren't we? No. <laughs> so we were playing air hockey, and because I'm very competitive. Um, <clears throat> should we talk about this, Aaron? <laughs> In fairness, I was very fatigued. <laughs> and it's very boring on the arms. See, I see there's some competition there as well. Oh, always no, excuses. We, no, 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 no. It's because we always play games that you're good at. Exactly. Well, you're always too scared, scared to play games that I'm good at. It's not scared. It's anyway. just I don't see any point in playing games I'm not good at. <laughs> for competition and for fun. I'm not good at it, so I know I'm going to lose. Yeah, but it's still fun. It's not about the fun, it's about who wins. <laughs> Sometimes it's about fun. Sometimes. <laughs> anyway, away from the air hockey game, I failed, and I'm gonna learn from it. Okay, let's talk about how that um, 
projected onto your next project. That wasn't the greatest word mm. choice. <laughs> so yeah, so I feel uh, like it's, and, uh, so that so that clothing brand was sort of the project that I worked the hardest on for the longest. I think even up till now, or forever, I thought really the, the only project I've worked that hard on it for that long, and it just completely failed. And I didn't realise it just was nothing. Yeah. It, I, it, there was no substance to it. Actually, there was another project that I worked really hard on as well. Which was? No one will. No one has ever known about this. I've only told two oh. or three people about this one. Go on. Is this new for me as well? It might be. Go on. A matchmaking website. Oh, you told me about it. Yes. <laughs> what were you planning on doing uh, also, that? It wasn't a, a matchmaking website. It was a matchmaking database. Because looking at it now, I just thought it was, I was just trying to create a website. Just Basically, what it was, I looked at the matchmaking system right now. Mm-hmm. And it's so really high ambition, so I love that I had so high ambitions for it. I had so I had ambitions to change the matchmaking industry. Um but but I completely failed and I didn't think about a lot of things before I started. I just need needed someone. The project ended when someone told me. Sat me to ask, said, Would you like to join the project? And he said, Let's look at the numbers for a second. What the, the how you're trying to raise money, how you're trying to, to, to do this, you're gonna be running short thirty grand a year forever. You're basically not making a business, you're making a charity. So uh, I thought, yeah, okay, I can't really raise 30 grand at that point, at that age. So I, uh, I stopped, I stopped, stopped increasing, th- I, stopped, I stopped the project then. Um, I mean, there are, if I look at it now, I'm sure there are other ways where we can make money, where we could have made money on it. But anyway, whatever, it's, it's, what's gone is gone. It could come back one day, who knows? Uh, but essentially what this matchmaking did, did it was more of a software, so I saw, so I saw like, what happens now is if in when you want to do matchmaking, which a lot of religious people I believe want to do, they go to a matchmaker and they say, Look, I want to get married. This is me. This is my, almost like a CV. Some people do make CVs in a sense. Um, can you look out for me? Right, that's one matchmaker. You might, may, may, you might also want to go a different, to a different matchmaker and say, Look, this is my stuff. This is my CV. So one by one, you, you or, your pa- or their parents would go to meet. With this ma- with with a matchmaker and spent hours on it, really, and then you follow up with a matchmaker, and it's it's all very complicated and all, and it could be. I thought about it. How about it? Just make a software. If you just upload your CV, answer a few questions, to a to a, a program, then it's pretty much Tinder. Jewish. No, no, but it, I get where you're coming from, but no. What happens is if you upload your CV, and um, but it's not public. It's not public at all. It gets sent to all the matchmakers that have signed up to that program. All of them. So they're going one by one by one and spending 40, 50 minutes with each one. It gets sent to 20 at once, 30 at once. In this, in, and all you have to do is fill out a form, which takes five minutes. So five minutes over spending... To the, to, if you would have uh, met the same amount of matchmakers, it would have taken you 50 hours. So five minutes instead of 50 hours seems like a very good help to, to people. So there was a lot of things I didn't realise about that. I mean, first of all, I think it's, it's an absolute fantastic idea. If it would have been produced, if it would have done, if, if it would have been done well and with a lot of changes, like in its core, it's a good idea. You save people so much time, but there could have been some extra, uh, extra changes to make it better, to make it easier for people. Um, one example, one main thing was that although the matchmaker, I, I met with some matchmakers and said, "Listen, I've started this project." Uh, no, sorry. I'm partnering with it. Uh, someone. I'm helping out someone with a project. I don't want to say I was doing it for some reason. Um, and I said, "That's what I'm doing. Can I have some feedback on it?" So I went through. The, uh, got some feedback. I think I met with a few matchmakers. 
to talk, so even the thought, the questions that people had to fill out, okay, I spent a lot of time on those questions, making sure it's the right questions. Um, that when people filled it out, the matchmakers saw, okay, we've got the right information from the people. But once again, I missed out the most important part. Do people want to, want to go on it? Would matchmakers want to apply on it? The answer was no, because there was no human contact in such an industry where you, you want to know who's, who's changing your life. You want to spend time with a matchmaker. You want to know, okay, or you might only want to go to one or two matchmakers. You want to, know to, you want to go to them and say, this is me, this is, really, this is really who I want. You want to have that personal touch in such an industry. Um, because, like I said, I mean, if a movie, for example, you don't need a personal touch, you're just watching a movie, but for something that can complete, well, that will completely change your life, it's, and it's in a completely different arena. Still, I do think, like I said, I still think that soft idea was a brilliant idea, and it could still happen if I added more more areas of human aspects and neighbouring instead of some more of a, um, just sort of, uh, what, do you, what do you call that? Instead of just like a company, it's local, it's people care about it, but there's more connections in there. Um, but there, I mean, there are a few other changes I could have done, but at the core, this is why when I look at business now, I look at it, at the core, what is it? That wasn't at the core, no, I thought it was a website. It's not a website at all. It's not an application, an app on your phone. Um, what it was is a software a company and a data company where you're uh, you're holding the software you're you're having a software where people input their data you keep it and you send out to the relevant matchmakers more or less it obviously if you had to touch but it's a software company and I didn't realise that at the core and I completely forgot about the software and was just focusing on the website so basically like, the website is a front, how it looks to, to me and you when we go on the website the software is more like the back end of how all the things work making things work connecting the dots connecting the matchmakers to that and all of that completely failed. I didn't know how to do all of that, which was the main, most important part. Um, so that was some enormous experience, some quite amazing experience. And I don't think many people try that to, to set up a matchmaking system. No, my, my biggest question from all of, that, all of that is, why would you try something that you have no... I'm not going to say no interest in because you obviously had interest, but no, it's no relevance to you. Like you're not you, looking to, you into, yeah. to, are you? I don't know, maybe you are. But <laughs> no, yeah, so it's a, good, it's a good question because it didn't have any relevance to me. Um, I think a lot of the projects I, I still do in it, uh, uh, from, from when I was selling uh, hoodies, when I say selling hoodies. I sold, well, I sold one hoodie. That was to my mother. You <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't say that. That's pretty embarrassing. <laughs> Not embarrassing at all. I didn't say it was embarrassing. Actually, I was talking to some uh, younger people, I think it was like a month ago, and I've been debating about to tell anyone about my hoodies because I remember, oh, about another hoodie, about the whole clothing brand stop hassling me. Oh, it's embarrassing. And then I raised, no, it's not embarrassing. Because I've, I've got the confidence of where I am to see, I look at it and look at it, it's not a failure, success. At that point, I looked at it, I was like, ah, no, I don't tell anyone, that's embarrassing. Let me throw away the hoodies in the, in the cupboard when no one can see it. But now I look at it, I was like, no, it wasn't a failure, it's almost a success, I learned so much from it. So when I was talking to the, to the younger people, I was telling them, oh, look, I by the way, I started, I, I don't, and I, I know it might look, oh, I produced a movie that looks really cool, but you know, I failed massively, big time. And it was, oh, this is what I did, and I was like, oh, wow, that's really cool. Um, one boy, one one boy was trying to make fun of him. It was like, that's what I'm saying. You're gonna have you're gonna have those people. But it was, it was all good. Okay. Um, as you said, yeah. movie. 
We'll move on to that in a sec. Yes. But first, I want to ask you, what a got you into business? Basically, Gary Vaynerchuk. Do you want to talk about him? <laughs> Didn't he uh, inspire you? Yeah, sure. Let, let's let's do that. But let's first. I just realised I didn't actually answer the question beforehand about what's oh, okay. yeah uh, what was oh. re- relevancy. Why did I uh, decide okay. decide to take another project? So a lot of the projects I did have uh, taken whether it's for whether it's uh, that that should have program. Which believe it or not, I started off as a joke. I named. I told my sister, "Listen, we need to find you someone to get married to." <laughs> I shouldn't say this publicly, but I said to my sister, "Listen, I need to find you someone to get married to." Um, she was only she, young, yes. I mean, she still is. Yeah, I took, I took as, as a joke. So what I did was I created, created a website that was called... Uh, it was literally under her name. Uh, I even bought the domain name. I was that serious about that joke. And I created a fake website saying, looking for someone to get engaged to her. And I thought, oh, wait a second. Let's slightly change this and let's make it into a better idea. I, sorry, I even made a logo for her as well. It was a whole <laughs> weird thing. That was such a good joke. <laughs> I took it very seriously. And then I was like, let me change it slightly. It could actually be a good business idea. And then, I, yeah, that, that was really cool. And <laughs> oh, yeah, so the relevancy. I keep moving on from this point. So relevancy. So the so a lot of projects I've taken, and I still take, uh, when someone comes to me asking me the project, uh, like I had, uh, I think it was this week, someone came to me and said, can you help me out with two, two, my, two projects? I think you'll be amazing for it. Um, so I said, sure, I'd love to, it sounds really interesting, because they did sound really, really interesting, and I know I could help quite a lot on them. Um, so a lot of the projects, I do, a lot of projects I see, most projects I see, I, have, I really want to help with. Um, whether it's for experience, whether it's for to actually actually help out, actually help, or it's just general general, it seems quite interesting. Well, I can make some money from it. Um, <laughs> so a lot of projects I do take a deep dive, just take a deep dive right into it and just say, yeah, whatever project you come up with, more or less, I'm okay with. I've turned down a few, but most of them, it's like, yeah, sure, let me try that. I'd love that, and most of them turn out great. No, sorry, most of them turn out terrible. Let me uh, mm-hmm. let me correct that. But but the ones that do well do really well. Like the film, which I'm sure we're going to touch on later. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I do. I take it, in most stuff I do, I just, it just seems really interesting, no matter what field it is, because I just want to learn something new. Um, like I'm starting to help out with some, someone to do at Amazon. Uh, quite random, but it seems really, really interesting. Yeah, and I'd love to learn about that. So anyway, so about, about moving on to the next question, it seemed like the interviewer here. Uh, <laughs> Just interview yourself, I don't know why I'm here. Got you, you, you said about Gary Vaynerchuk, didn't you? Um, yeah, so didn't he, uh, can you talk about, well, not just him, but what inspired you to kind of get into business and all this, all your projects? It's, it's a good one. I actually completely forgot about that. Thanks for reminding me, um, because... Obviously, we're good friends. So you you remember quite a, uh, quite a bit, which I don't remember. Um, my memory is failing me. So. <laughs> <laughs> when you get to my age, <laughs> yeah, so essentially, so ages. <laughs> so a lot anyway. of the time when I was starting business, um, a lot of people have a lack of motivation. Why they should start? Why should they do all this? Obviously, I was younger, so you still have motivation. You've got more motivation than normal. But even still, why would you start? I had a, a sweets business, or sorry, it wasn't just a sweets business. It was way more business than school. So sweets, drinks, accessories, everything. Um, even so, that I was like, okay, look, I did a success. I've got positive reinforcement. Let me do something again. But even still, after six months, why would I continue? After four months, why would I continue knowing that those four months haven't brought me anything? So what I did. I used to listen. Literally, I think it was for a year and a half. Um, a year and a half. 
just listening to uh, not listening to audiobooks, not listening to podcasts, listening to to something the whole time. It wasn't music, it wasn't audiobooks, it wasn't podcasts, it wasn't just random YouTube videos. Literally just motivation. Oh. Like someone shouting at you or someone David you know, Goggins. Mo- yeah, you know there's like motivational videos on YouTube. Carry on. Exactly. Gotta carry on, dude. The only thing stopping you is yourself. <laughs> so I used to listen to that the whole time. Literally the whole time. Um, and obviously I had to be better at it. Okay, this is not the best measure to be able to have motivation on my own. But I think it was a good start. Um, and uh, yeah, that was, that was really interesting. I used to listen to that the whole time. Literally. I remember one time like, uh, I went out and then came back and I realised I didn't listen to motivation on the way home. Oh, no, I can't be bothered to do it. <coughs> Next, I can't bother to do it. I, I, did, I, did, I, did, I started working a bit later, but oh, 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 I'm not so motivated. The next set, I listened, listened to motivation on the way home. Yeah, I can do it when I come straight home. So it was, it was very weird experiences. It's just when you start off, I guess. But was, uh, yeah, I, I don't have I really listened to motivational uh, motivational stuff in that sense. I do listen to every now and again, but not like that, where it's just an addiction. Maybe to motivate you. Exactly. Okay, let's move on to your film. Um, when was the first mention of the film, and how did you get involved in it? So, <clears throat> just to give some background onto what this film is, uh, we, um, a really good friend of mine, Asher Arnold, and I, we started a project, and we created a viral anti-bullying film which got ten thousand, <coughs> tens of thousands of views online. So tens of thousands of people watched it online. Um, International media wrote about it, Jewish media wrote about it, whether it was American Jewish media, whether it was Israel, Israeli Jewish media, one of the biggest Israeli um, newspapers in, in, in Israel. Well, there was the UK. Um, it's, it was, we had a lot of media writing about it, and we, we, it's going into the, this film is going into schools and impacting hundreds of thousands of people every year. So just to give some background to it. So how did it start? How did it start? Um, <coughs> well... Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I was going to answer that. <laughs> so essentially, what happened was Asher uh, was starting to. Asher, he came to me. Uh, I had to work previously with Asher in school to sell stuff like like mm. one does. Um, yeah, so it was, we had to be experience. It was a really cool experience. We worked well together. So then I said to Asher, listen, I know you're starting a big project, which he was starting. Not not this, a different one. I know you're starting a big project. If you're ever doing any big project, are you ever doing anything else, just let me know and I'd love to help you out. Um, so he started that project. It did really well. And he said, no, uh, so, see, he had a really big success that he managed. Mm. He, he, he took on something really big. Um, I'm not sure if I'm able to disclose what it is, but he took on something really big. And then um, and he said, OK, I want to start a film as well. Mm. So he started, he started a film. He started writing a film with his auntie, auntie or great auntie, mm. who's a scriptwriter. So they wrote it. They had a, uh, else, uh, and they came. Uh, so uh, uh, Asher then came to me and said, "Listen, I've got a script. He said you want to help out. Uh, mm. Let's let's work together." So I think it was that night. He called me at like eleven o'clock, and then I think we ended up spending two and a half hours on the phone. That was the first mention of the film. Just yeah, okay. just two and a half hours straight. Um, that was that was quite interesting. That <laughs> don't um, go too in depth because we are obviously having him on the podcast next week. Well, is it next week? Oh, well, when, when, whenever way. we're releasing but, it. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do a a big podcast explaining everything about the film 
So it's be a good, good super thing. exciting. So don't don't just disclose everything. No. You're right. Good point about that. <laughs> let, let me not disclose. Yeah. That's a really good reminder. Um, okay. So essentially, yeah, we had a long conversation about it, um, and then we decided to take it further. And then we spent a lot of time trying to perfect it, uh, to trying to trying to perfect the script. It took, uh, then it took us a lot of time. Like the script was massive part of the time. Then we found the crew, and it was getting the, the project as we continued got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. It was like it started just us two. Like we had big ambitions. Let's be realistic. Mm-hmm. We didn't actually think it was going to be that big. And then we, yeah, let's have it get that big. But yeah, sure, it's not actually going to get that big. But let's just dream <laughs> about it. And then suddenly it became, and then the results were became bigger than we even expected. It was absolutely amazing. It was, it was, it was, it was amazing. Um, but what happened? So it became bigger and bigger as we slowly got on. We go, oh, let's do this. Wait a second, why don't we do that? Let's get someone else helping out here. Let's do this. Let's do that. Slowly, by the end of it, on the set, so we filmed for four days for a five-minute film. Um, so we ha- I think we had around 50 hours worth of footage for a five-minute film. Um, so we really spent a lot of time on it. Really, really perfected or tried to perfect it at least, or as close as, as it comes. Um, it was an incredible experience, and on the set, I think we had at most times at least twenty people. So it was yeah. it was a whole production. We had like many staff, as people on the crew, amazing people, by the way. Um, really, they really helped out. They they they, they didn't uh, they didn't do it for much. They absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, they, I, I don't think we even paid them anything. So they really wanted to help out everyone on the crew there, or even on the actors. Just really wanted to help out. There was no payment anywhere. No one took anything. We just want to, it was just like everyone came together for the good of society and just wanted to say, look, look, want to ch- make a difference, we want to make a change. And we did, we made a massive change. Massive change. Um, so, so it was an absolutely incredible experience, like six or seven people on the crew and like 12, 13 actors. It was, it was, it was absolutely incredible. Um, and then, then when the release came, I, I spent a lot of time on the, on the release. I just spent a lot of time on the, on the production because that's where he's good at Asher. Asher does videography by trade. Um, so he's very good at this stuff. So he spent a lot of time on, on the videography side of things, and it was really, really good. And I spent a lot, th- and then I spent a lot of time on the the releasing side. Uh, obviously, in the behind the scenes with him, but not on the more the production, more mm-hmm. behind. Oh, not on the videography, like planning this, that, more of like on the production stuff, like yeah. the script or other stuff, um, planning stuff. But on the, mm-hmm. when it was released, I spent a lot of time, a lot of time on getting it to the media. And getting it out there and spending yeah. meetings, just really trying to push it out there, and it really sp- pushed it out there. I think. Yeah. It was, it was just to summarise it, well, obviously we'll have a, a podcast yeah. in depth about that. But it's absolutely incredible experience. Okay, I'm, I really want to quiz you on that, but we can't. Oh, I mean, shit. do it. Well, I'll, I'll do it next week. <laughs> it's going to be super exciting. <laughs> Tune into that. <laughs> um, okay. Um, so, can we talk about your social media management? company sure we can talk about whatever you want um so why did you start that and what inspired you to like what, what made you think that that was needed i didn't so you just started it no well, <laughs> <laughs> what happened was i was you know so just go back to this is what it means by taking i think success or failures mm-hmm. i think this is what it means uh, that's the clothing brand that I started spent a lot of money on it a lot of time a lot of effort ended up with nothing with silch but I remember going around on that, going around, and then someone stopped me on a Friday night saying, you, you've got that clothing brand, right? You, oh, you're so good at making websites. 
that's amazing. They never actually seen the website, but oh my gosh, uh, you, my, my, uh, my, my son's friends makes websites. Oh, he makes so much money. I thought, I think you should start making websites. Or have you, have you started an agency or something like that? Huh, that's maybe a good idea. Maybe I should start making websites for people because I do have experience. So I started making, so I did a change of company from, well, it was, stop hustling me, a clothing brand. So I said, from all that experience, let me change it to a, 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 a company. A website company, which is where you get where this whole social media industry eventually trans transformed into site or so I named the name site or that's the first time I've really told uh, that this many people, but the site is is for, this is site or's uh, name of my company uh, site stands for you might, I don't know if you will be able to see it here, but site stands for uh, websites or stands for as if you want all of it so site or um, so that's what it was originally started as. Did you know that, by the way? I mean, I thought it was pretty self-explanatory. Ah, uh, OK. Well, no, that's not good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I say it's good then. <laughs> um, so, anyway, so that's what, that's what I started as. Uh, so we were doing websites, and when I say basic websites, I mean fairly, fairly basic websites. Just, like, literally, like, drag-and-drop, where you don't need to... Forget about coding. You don't even need to have any experience. You could do, you could do the website. So seriously, you have no... Wow, even me? Yes, <laughs> and you have no... You've never made a website. You could do the website. I've so actually I was doing. What, Sorry? <clears throat> I did actually make exactly. one. Exactly. It was terrible. So, so. You, uh, yeah, um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what, what you made on. I presume you didn't make on WordPress or coding. Was, uh, I can't remember. You truly didn't make it <clears> on CSS or JavaScript. Or, I don't know if you can even <laughs> use JavaScript to make a website. <laughs> <laughs> Which is showing off. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> C sharp. It's <laughs> 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 anyway, actually a coding language, by the way. Is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so essentially, I had a website. I started making fairly basic websites. I made it for a few people, I did it dead cheap. I think it was like £50 for a website. So, you reached £75, £100 for a website. That four page website used to do £50. So, I started really dead, dead cheap to get all the experience. Stadia became better and better from, from that fairly basic website, then we started creating more more advanced websites then. then so then at that point, so from the beginning, just dragon, like, really basic, anyone can do the websites I was doing. Then it came to a point where was, there was a bit of coding involved, I didn't, and then, it was, and then there was like WordPress, there was designer, we had all different elements of the team, so it became from just me dragging a little thing around. It was like people used to pay, not premium, it was still a good price, um, but we used to, I, instead of, I was more of a, a, a manager role where, we had, where I had uh, for every project of a website, which we, we had quite a few, I had a, a developer to do the website because I, I, I did know how, how to use that software so I should, so if anything came up we would, we would sit down and work it out but a developer to do the website and a designer to, do, to design it so we had to mix and match to make something really really good to make websites really good from before from the start which is a massive journey from the start where I was just designing myself and just moving a tiny each little thing myself oh, terrible but it's, it's a massive experience and that growth and that, that experience as I went along was so much and then, oh, yeah, so that was websites, right? So you created websites and else. Then you see, you, have you ever, you know what, you, have you ever seen those marketing agencies which offer every service under the sun? Oh, no. So there's these marketing, so. yeah, no worries about it. So there's, there's these marketing agencies that offer everything. They say they're a marketing agency, they offer branding, which means they offer design, they offer graphic design, they offer website design, website development, website hosting, they offer, they offer, 
uh, social media management, uh, paid social advertising, literally. Well, I, I'm sure I'm getting too caught SEO. Just, I'm sure I'm getting, getting mm-hmm. too in debt now. But anything under the sun that has any relevance to do with marketing, they offer. So I've like hundreds of services, or even ten, uh, tons of services. And I was thinking maybe I should do something like that. It's obviously not usually a good idea unless you're a massive brand, a massive, massive brand where you have an expert in each area. Um, or you know very good experts that can really help you out, and most people don't. So that's why it's not usually advisable to go to a marketing agency that has everything under the sun. Um, so we, so I started, I thought maybe I should head into that direction, so I started offering a few more services. And then I took a step back and went, yeah, maybe I shouldn't do this. So I started off from a website, I started doing websites, social media. So anyway, actually doing social media for a company I was only working for for a bit of time, even before I took social media into the, into Cycle, um, to my company, because I was just helping, I was only working for them a bit, so I said, let me do social media for you in the, in the time I'm anyway working with you. So I anyway, got experience from that. Um, but I used from I did social media, websites, graphic design, um, quite a few different things, and then then from that we slowly whittled it down, um, and then so it slowly became down, and then it became okay graphic design, which we worked really hard on. So okay, maybe it's a step away from that. So we took graphic design away. And then it ended up a website and social media, and now it's more or less social media. So just really just learning. What's the best? What working the best? Like website and social media. Or even at that point, offering websites and doing social media for people at the same t- for companies at the same time. But I realised the websites. First of all, it's only you need to find new clients like every week if you really want to keep it sustainable, or every other few every two three weeks. But it's still, it's not that you need to find a lot. Of, you need to do a lot of uh, a lot of time. I spent a lot and lot of time looking for clients, which is extremely hard. Um, or you could have social media where you have ongoing and you have an, a really good relationship with your clients and they stay ongoing, which is one massive benefit to that. Um, as, as well as that, I just I thought we would, be, it, it would become so good at social media, as well just take that further and just solely focus on social media. So that's really uh, the journey. The well, journey yeah. of social media. How do you manage your time? Like I know, I know it's going a bit different, but. Sure. You do so many different things. How do you manage your time? Well, we haven't touched on most of them even, but how do how do I manage my time? Quite easily, to be honest. I'm trying. Is, is that for answer? Well, I am not sure. It, it I, seems I, like you do a lot a, a lot of things, and obviously, everyone's got the same twenty four hours in a day. <laughs> Probably shouldn't say that. Um, what's her name? Got cancelled the other week. Molly May. Molly May. I'll say two, but, um, two months ago. Something like that. <laughs> but it seems like you do a lot of projects. But I mean, ev- everyone has. Well, not everyone. I don't want to say that because I'm, like, I'm not going to get cancelled. <laughs> but um, you, you know what I mean, though. You don't, wait, wait a second. Just want. What, what exactly do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> No, sure, of course I get what you mean. Um, no, I get, I get what I mean. We all, we all, it's just about how you spend your time to how you make it most productive and most efficient. So over the time, I'll keep it kept on working. Every time, we learn a tiny bit more. So it wasn't like, if I, if I, the second I st- started working, I started taking this many projects. I think now I do 10, project, 10 different, completely different projects that I run. Well, at the same time. Yeah. Um, so I'm saying, if, like, right, that's what I do right now. The podcast is one. Uh, but I'm saying, if I did... All of that. I started the second I started up. I did all of that, but I've never managed. Let, let's be honest here. But it's just over time you keep on learning tiny different things about how to manage your time better, how to do it. Like right now, I use Google Calendar. It's absolutely my favourite. 
That was amazing. <laughs> no, I mean, but I managed my time. So like, I scheduled meetings all the time, scheduled tasks in Google Calendar. Like yesterday, I was, I was meeting people from 10 o'clock to 10. So it was a full 12 hours of, of meeting. It was, I mean, I, I don't mind. I love it. I mean, there was like a one-hour break in the middle or something. I don't mind. I absolutely, absolutely love doing all this. Um, it's, it's just, if I didn't like it, I would stop doing I've got the privilege right now as I'm, young, as I'm younger to stop, that I don't need to do a lot of the stuff. Because also a lot of the stuff I do is, is I don't do for much money, or if any, a lot of the charity or a charity work or this, for example. This is an investment into the future where we know it's going to grow. We really believe in ourselves. We really know this is... Yeah. This Someone is, sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> that as <Please>. well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying like this a lot, a lot of the times. It's investment or it's charity work. And I don't mind, but... Um, but that, that's really interesting. So all the stuff I do, I love doing. So that's one way that really helps. The, the main thing that is you need to look after is that you don't get distracted on one project too long, that, you, that you're not able to spend time on another project. That's where it's so good that what I do is, and I think a lot of people should do this, I've got, because I told you I do 10 projects, right? I've written down a list. I keep it on the side, on, on one task, or on, uh, on, on my laptop, right? So I keep it there at all times. I know, listen, I've got 10 projects on one window. And I visit that. That's so when I'm working my laptop. Every half an hour, I visit that back. So I might be working on a project for too long, and then I look at the list. Wait a second. I have to. Do, and I look at Google Calendar, both simultaneous. That, that and Google Calendar are amazing. I might be doing work, and then I look at Google Calendar. Look, I have to do other work today. Mm. Also, I've got all these ten projects. That one needs hev- to be heavily focused on. Let me work on that for a few hours. I never get around to a few hours. It usually lasts for like an hour, <laughs> if even. <laughs> I don't have that, that good focus mode. <laughs> but if that's what I'm saying. Using that, really understanding where you are, what you need to do. And this is from experience. I've realised it's I need to have Google Calendar with tasks and meetings that are all scheduled out, what I need to do today, what I've missed out the previous days, and as well as that, that other, the other uh, thing, that knowing all my projects, what needs to be more heavily focused on and everything, looking at all that every half an hour is the best way for me to work and the best way to be most productive. I mean, I'm sure as I go along, I'll learn better tips, and this might not be... This, I might stop doing this in a moment, but I might say, no, there's a better way. But it's just about continuing learning as you go along about how you spend your time most productively. Okay, I want to continue asking you these questions sure. for that. No, go. but uh, we don't have that much time, and um, I want to talk to you about charity. Charity? Oh, we like charity, charity don't we? Yeah, why would you work in charity? You don't make any money. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, so, uh, why did you start? I don't know how many charities do you have. Is it one charity? We do different projects through it. So, I have one. Say. So, well, it's a community organisation charity where we help out different people at different areas um, with online events and online, and that's the main one. Then I run a different charity, which is called Episate, where we do Episate, uh, which is where we produce we produce the past film under that name, um, and where they're going to be future projects as well. So that's really cool. Uh, let's not disclose into them. But there's there's definitely plans in the, in the, in the area. Uh, well, Ash and I have been, have been discussing whether he does one. I do one. We really really want to do. We want to create more and make in, make this into something big. Um, but the other charity. So that's episode. And that's yeah. We've talked about that already. Yeah. We'll have another Talk podcast. More about that next week. Exactly. Keep that, promoting next week. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one is uh, Kesha, which is a community organisation. Um, where we hold, hold like I said, hold different events. Do you want me to delve into? So that? yeah, I want you, but so you, so that that's one charity. But this is one charity. The Kesha is one charity where you do six or seven events. Yes. So can you, you talk to me about um, first of all who who you're helping and what it's for? 
Um, yeah, just talk about that first, and then I'll ask you another sure. question. Sure, interrupt me whenever you want. Um, so, I don't want to confuse you with too many questions. So a lot of the, a lot of the projects that we do are Judaism-orientated in this in this in, in that charity not all of them but as a charity it's, it's for Jewish people so a lot of the projects are Judaism oriented um, to at least help out in some way or, or, or and I'll delve into that deeper the one or two events aren't more for younger people just to have fun so let me delve into that so we have two online events right so this is more podcasts Right, so we actually so I produce this podcast as we both know. We we do this together, and I produce it. Um, I also produ- from the experience of doing this, I was like, okay, maybe I should produce something else. So I produced, started a different podcast. Um, started, I I I'm, I didn't appear in it. I just produced it with uh, Rabbi Mitch Goodman, and he talks about he really just talks about why you do what you do. Simple as that. Why should you do what you do in Judaism? As a Jew, yeah. Yeah, and that, that's amazing to learn. If you don't know why you do what you do, why are you doing what you're doing? I think I'm making this very confusing, but, <laughs> but essentially you need to know why you do what you do um, to have to understand. Okay, not I was just told to do this, but I, I, I know why I need to do this. That gives you so much more passion, and it just like, you know what you're doing. Um, so that was a massive, that was like, when I started, I was like, okay, I, I want to do this because that's something I'm really passionate about. Um, and like for example, I've had I've had someone come up to me and say, oh, "Well, that's really interesting." Or oh, my dad, my dad's been watching it. And he likes it. We've had I've had discussions about my. We both watch, me and my dad watch it, and we both we both we both having discussions based off that. Or like uh, someone else came to me. Oh, my family was talking about that at the dinner table, <laughs> from from listening to podcasts. Yeah, yeah, that's incredible. They're like, oh, is this right? Is this right? Uh, why is that? It's just questioning stuff because they're listening to the episode, the podcast. Absolutely amazing. That is a passion. That is a great podcast. Yeah, I'm sure you listen to it the whole time, Aaron. Always. Uh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> he is a very nice man, Rabbi Mitch Goodman. And then I met him once. <laughs> but, that was one podcast. That's online, and that reaches. I think um, the last count, I think it was like 50 people a week online. Um, so that's pretty cool. As as we like to th- like, like to think, and then um, I've, I've started a new other podcast. This is quite a cool one. I'm starting it. Wait, so you haven't released anything? No, not for this one. No, you not. Film anything? We we have filmed it. <laughs> we have. It's not. It's still being edited. Sometimes yeah. things take longer than you mm-hmm. hope it would. But it's like, it was basically it's a round the table discussion of a few rabbis discussing the same thing. Why you do what you do instead of just one person giving monologue. It's a few people um, answering questions from. Answering questions from the community, general questions like should I do this, should I do that? But because there's a few people answering out, it's it's giving it a it's giving it gives it, a wide variety. Of yeah, answers. exactly, and they can debate it out. It's yeah. incredible. So for the first podcast, for the first episode, I was like, this is an incredible idea. Let me get someone really good on. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people know this person. Well, not on a person, but Rabbi Y.Y. Jacobson. So he came on as a guest for the first episode, um, which we filmed, and we're still, still in the middle of being edited, which is pretty cool. So that's, I hope, hopefully it's released. Hopefully we'll be able to do more episodes on, episodes on uh, with it. That's more of a test trial, and I have no doubt when that episode's released, it will get a lot of views. Yeah, you could use this for promotion, but I was there exclusively, and I really, really enjoyed so, it. Yeah, so Aaron was uh, <laughs> helping out the filming. Um, so yeah, thank you, Aaron, for that. Yeah, you could you could cut that out and promote it. <laughs> um, so could we talk about the other aspect of your charity, which is helping teenagers or young adults, um, I, 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 and kids? I'm sure. not really sure exactly what it is, but you could. So, uh, 
So I believe you did help out for a brief period. I, of time. I helped out for a brief, brief period. Well, we call for brief charity. period like two, two, three months, right? Yes, and like that. Also paid. It was under a paid volunteer role, right? Yeah, yeah but yeah. I frequently didn't get paid. <laughs> did you not? I don't know. I can't remember. If it's if there's any, just if there's anything, yeah, just let me know. Okay, we'll discuss that after anyway, that. That's really important. Yeah, okay, we, can't, we can't let that happen. Um, I didn't know about that. Uh, um, but, but essentially, it's split up into different things, what we do. There's, there's a lot that we do for young adults. A lot, of, a lot of the stuff we do for kids. Talk about one first. So talk about the young adults one first. So we do... We do once again. We see this. This is all about the dedication, about knowing why you do what you do. We, I think it's for this this age. I think it's for young adults, like in high people in high uh, people in high school, where they go to they can go to to a rabbi. They can well. We have like a, it's called a shir. What's it called in English? A lecture. A lecture. Yes. Where a lecture, more or less interactive lecture, fun lecture, where it's all oriented. The, the lecture is oriented by the kids. If they ask a question, and it's all led by the kids. Um, so it's like almost it's like a. It's quite cool that. Um, mm. So it's lecture by the kids. Just un- they could ask any question. Obviously, some questions off limit, but mm-hmm. more or less any question, and we'll try to answer, understand why they do what they do. So very tutorial oriented, like understanding why they do. It. So it's extremely, extremely cool. Another, another, another something I'm very interested. And we actually started that quite recently. I'm going to see how it goes forward. Um, but that that's quite interesting in itself, right? And then, then we do, we we do. Do we do anything for Jewish grammar? That's Jewish grammar is a uh, high school. Yeah, you do the uh, opposite thing, Shabbos. You're right. Yes. Um, um, Saturday. So on on Shabbos, which is theirs is. I love how I know you don't. <laughs> no, I was, thinking, I was thinking I'd do something else as well. And is it the year sevens and eights? Don't they go to Fulton um, Hub? Fulton Hub. Is it? No. Oh but yeah, they do. They do point, actually. No, they don't. Don't they? They used to. They go to McCarver. I'm, yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah, you're right. Charity. You are. You're right. <laughs> McCarver. You helped out McCarver. You should know. <laughs> so, basically, what we do is we put two parts of it. I really should know this better. Probably should. <laughs> so, uh, no, because what we're doing is we're actually undergoing a change right now, and we're going to be changing quite a few things, maybe stopping a few events and continuing on putting putting our resources into someone else. And before I was a youth community organisation, now I'm making it a community organisation, changing up from just events from younger people to say the whole community which is why for example we've got two podcasts those podcasts that's for a community so we're just completely changing the structure of it to make different events so that's 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 why i was a bit confused but um so we do it i'm pretty sure we do it we do football for year yes correct me from year seven and eight However, so anyway, okay. so I think we do football for high people in high school so, yeah. so and uh, so with an adult they're watching like you know, like you, <laughs> we do football, right? Yeah. With an adult, usually an adult. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, there was someone else there with you, so that's okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, just, it's fine. Kids are safe. There was, there was. We did, we did get, we did quite TBS checks. We got safeguarding. Yeah. We, we did, we did. We had insurance. We had everything. So that was, that was very good. Um, I was joking about. Of course, of course, they're always safe. If I do a project, we need to make yeah. sure, obviously. Um, People coming from are very safe. Feel safe. 
Not feel safe. That they are safe. But no, no they also have to feel safe. Yeah. Well, yeah. the more positive they are, they are safe. But feel safe is also a very high priority. But yeah, of course, you can't. I shouldn't really joke about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll definitely come to bite me back later in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so I do run. I recently started, or recently, quite a few, quite a few weeks ago, started doing um, on Shabbos, which is how do you explain Shabbos? Saturday. Saturday, like a religious Saturday religious afternoon. day, um, where you're not you're not supposed to go on electronics. So basic. Uh, so we started for young, for young people. Well, young. I mean, like not not that young. 15, 15 16 year olds, um, to have a place to be, because when not when you're not supposed to keep electronics on Shabbos Saturday, it's quite long. Especially quite long. Yeah. So now I think it's, I think it's like for a whole for twenty five hours, and it's quite it's quite long. It's like up to like eleven p.m. or twelve. Uh, quite yeah. late at night, people aren't allowed to go on any of this. So for some people, it gets quite hard, um, and it gets quite difficult. And they might not be doing the things like they want in that time. Um, that that's not in their religious setting. So a few people ask me, "Can you make something?" I'm in a place right now that isn't in the right religious setting I want to be. Can you make Can you make something out? Make a place where. Forget about religion. It's got nothing to do with religion. Just the people who make it for something. The people who come here are the right people for us. So I said, yeah, sure, let me do that. So I created it a few weeks later. Uh, did a lot of looking into it. Approached a lot of people for it. Looking at uh, it. Took I spent a lot of time in it, and we finally found a place in the, within a few weeks. Um, and yes, what we have now is there's there's, there's what was that? There's air. Not either. There is a hockey, but we can't use it because it's electric. But there's table tennis, there's pool, I believe, um, there's couches. Most importantly, there's food. And yes, of course, there's food and drink. Um, so that's sponsored by? Sponsored by this charity. So. Oh, is it? Ah, uh, so. Yeah, sponsored by me, sponsored by the charity in the sense. But, um, we won't just go into it. But, yeah, so it's quite it's quite interesting that, uh, uh, and yeah, we're trying to make it bigger. I've actually need to have a meeting. I just wrote it down in my notes yesterday. That I need to have a meeting with someone uh, now to make it bigger and better, get get more stuff, make it. It's incredible. We're always trying to improve. So uh, yeah, that, that's that's a story if that, if that makes. Of the charity. Yeah. Sorry. It's a great story. Thanks. Um, should we move on to the podcast? Sure, let's move on to this the podcast. podcast. The podcast. The podcast. Darren and Ellie's show. Oh, we've changed the name as well. Yeah. We'll probably we did change. it quite, quite a few months ago. Yeah, we'll probably change it again, won't we? <laughs> I think this is like, what, the third or fourth change? Third change. I don't know. But, the third, um, yeah, I remember. Do you want to talk about the podcast or, and how it started or should I? Do it up to you. Okay, <laughs> I think we've spoken about this before, but um, a few months back, it's about you know you know the podcast is like six seven months old now. It's crazy that six months old. Oh, maybe seven. You're right. It's crazy. It's quite. But anyway, about we'll say about eight months ago then. About eight months ago, seven eight months ago, Ellie and I were. To be fair, I don't think we were great friends before about a year ago. So we were just becoming uh, good friends. We were good friends. And excuse me, I remember calling you up on a holiday, asking you if you want to if you want to have a debate with me. That's a good friend, though. <laughs> we're just a lonely friend. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, and he called me up and he goes, um, "Aaron, do you want to have a debate?" I was like, um, uh, "Okay." And what, what, what do you want to debate on? And he goes, I, can't, I don't know who it was. I, I can't even remember what we did. Uh, I think you said, 
um, should we do a debate on capital punishment? I was like, okay, I don't have any clue on that, but it'll be fun to research it. So we yeah, both so did very, our research. So I was very, very interested in doing <clears throat> that final time. I was like, yeah, I wanted, I would still love to do, if anyone wants a debate, just hit me up and I'd love to have a debate just for fun. I was like, yeah, I want to have, I want to have debates with people. It's so much fun. Not only do you, do you spend time researching, you learn so much mm-hmm. and you learn how to be better at debating. So oh, I was, It's basically an argument, but good. That's, yeah. You learn right. how to argue better. Well, you don't. Uh, arguing and debating is completely different, but I do understand where you're coming from. Uh, no, but when. Okay, words just evading my mind. When you're having an argument, it teaches you to express what you're saying better and kind of do the proper, necessary research. Not in an argument, in a debate, yes. Yeah, the argument is more shouting. Okay. <laughs> No, no, not not really. Not in my mind, anyway. Okay. Anyway, let's move on from that. So, so anyway, so it's really so, interesting. So yeah, we had a debate. Yeah. Um, we'll do it quickly, this because it's not very interesting, and we've spoken so, about it before. But we had a debate. <laughs> I won, and then, uh, <laughs> and well, then just in case he's wondering, <laughs> I demolished him, and then he asked for a second debate, which when then which was no, um, no, <laughs> that did not happen. Anyway. Anyway, is there really a winner in a debate? But there, I, was, I won, there was, there I was. I there is a winner. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so let, let's just move on from that. I remember last time we spoke about this in the podcast and we just went back and forth. But, yeah, and then we had another big debate scheduled on drugs and legalising drugs. Um, but I did um, have a few other debates with a few other people before that. I remember that. Yeah, it was quite cool. But, um, and then, but, so we, we had that scheduled and it was a few weeks away. And I think I called Ellie up and I was like, um, have you done any research for the debate? And he goes, no. So that was, I was like, like two days before? Yeah. And, and, and you also he didn't goes, do any have debate. you done any research? <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> and then I remember just coming up with that, this idea, just going, um, should we just film a podcast? And I, I, we, we'd spoken about it before, not really seriously, not. But the idea of a podcast was cool. And then uh, we were like, yeah, why not? So... I can't remember when it was, it was like a day or two later, maybe when we were scheduled to have the debate. We just went straight into it. We, I got my phone out, he got his phone out, he recorded his that's phone, it. I filmed on my phone. And <laughs> it, that's how it started. I mean, it you, just, like, you just need to keep in mind that the, a lot of people are just doing, doing a podcast might seem something interesting, they might want to do it, but it's completely out of the comfort zone to be filmed, mm-hmm. to be recorded. And for us, it wasn't a sense too. But what we did was, during uh, by the hour debate... I said, if you remember me asking, I said, let's film it. Oh yeah, it was filmed. If you don't, if you don't want to put it out, let's not put it out. Mm. Just in case I could use it for social media. Okay, let's just put it out. Whatever it was, because I started posting a tiny bit there, here and there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I've obviously built it up to now where I post way more. But there, I was like, okay, yeah, no, so maybe we could put it out. We filmed it. We didn't put it out, but it teaches you there. I was like, okay, that was an experience where we've been filmed. I've yeah. spoken on camera. Do you know what I mean? It's very, yeah. very different experience where you like filmed for an hour long, hour long on the pod, on the on the camera. Mm-hmm. You knew there was a camera there was for the camera in a sense. Don't get me wrong. I was still nervous and it was still awkward, but it was kind of it happened so it quickly. Broke the it stigma like, in a sense. Yeah. yeah it Kind of like, first time. Should we do a podcast? Um, when can we do it? Okay, let's do it. It was kind of it was that quick. We didn't really think about it. We didn't really think. Well, I didn't really think about what we, we were going to talk about. I kind of just got on the podcast, 
and we just spoke. That's one I thing I actually... I can't remember what we spoke about. That's but. one thing I actually miss about starting new projects, in a yeah. sense, the, the lack of innocence you have to go into each new project. You see some people when they go into a new project, they have no idea what's waiting into them. Like when we started this, we had no idea. Was, all the hurdles we had to do, whatever it was. It's a bit, it's like, kind of, it'll take, whatever. It's so interesting. But like when you when you go through a certain pro- several projects and you realise, OK, no, there's more to it, and every time you start new projects, you have these more thoughts that you're not so innocently minded, not like, let me just dive into it, because... It's so, me- yeah. so much fun though. It's the best thing just to dive into it then. But then, yeah, it was, like, yeah it's very different. Anyway, yeah. I remember what we spoke yeah. about. It was like, we just didn't really know we spoke about like Jordan Peterson and stuff. <laughs> but, um, you can never stop talking about Jordan Peterson. Yeah. The biggest compliment <laughs> I got was some random person came up to me and was like, um, I listened back to the first podcast and you've improved so much. Like, <laughs> and I listened back to the last one, it's so much better. And that was like... Bittersweet. Wow, that's, that, that's the best compliment I could get. I don't think it's bittersweet, though. That just means that we've improved. I mean, some will probably look back at this in, in a few years' time and go, wow, the quality is so much better now. But, yeah, so that's how it started. And then it just kind of... It's, it's just growing and growing. It's, honestly, it blows my mind how... it it gets views like <laughs> that, it blows my mind how people actually click on it it's, it's still I really bet, yeah I work very hard on the thumbnails and the, and the titles I know <laughs> like why would someone want to listen are you serious yeah it's still okay. I'm, it still confuses I've, I've, me I've never had that thought but yeah I don't know there's anything else we could talk about the podcast <laughs> You pro- the thing is, it's probably really interesting, but to us, because it's already happened and we don't think no, it's No, I'll tell you what, I love, That's because I do, just for this coach, I do a lot of the productions, mm-hmm. I love, so I love doing them, because I deal with editors, I, it's, it's so much fun for me, I, I want to have experience with this, how to, because, because I do a several productions, so it's really interesting, having under, this, under wraps, like dealing with editors, dealing with, and we get over time, like, um, the structure that we've done this has become more and more, how do you call that, more proper in a sense, more, mm-hmm. more tight, so we used to have, like, we would edit it, it'd take a few days, we'd upload it literally an hour before. Yeah. It was terrible. And now I've got the whole thing. I've uploaded it two, three days, at least two, three yeah. days beforehand, if not more. Not a few weeks. Filmed a trailer. Yeah, filmed a trailer. We've got everything done. Yeah. The tra- trailer's professionally filmed, professionally edited. We've got under thing. And I, and I love all this production. Like, we've got everything under and I'm preparing for all this. It's so much fun. And then also, while well, so much fun, is a title and... Thumbnail. And thumbnail. So if ever, not known as when you go on YouTube, there's that picture that first comes up with the title mm-hmm. and a pic and a picture say like as if click on this. Yeah. That picture first picture is called a thumbnail, which is professionally designed, usually. Um so I usually design those pictures for the podcast. So much fun analysing the data because who doesn't like who doesn't love analysing data? It's so much fun analysing the data between several different videos, seeing which thumbnails go better, analysing other people's uh, videos, seeing which one, what, like, why do they use that type of thumbnail, why, why do they put that there, why do they put that there, why do they have that face a tiny bit bigger? So much fun. And then uh, that, that's what I, I remember about a week after starting the podcast, I was talking to you, and I can't remember what we were talking about, but I remember you saying that um, even if the podcast fails... Like what you've learned already is like the whole YouTube side and thumbnails and like titles. I remember you saying this to me, and like (laughs) it's like that's like even if the podcast doesn't work out, that you're just learning so much like so quickly, and you look at the data, data, the the data. (laughs) You love that stuff. Yeah, the podcast has grown so much. Like in the past month has been incredible like the numbers no, it's also quite interesting just looking at it now uh, there's a lot of people who's just data driven yeah. some people who's more creative driven looking at that like I was doing I'm doing the thumbnails 
which is like so doing the design which is creative but also looking at it doing the analytics working with data so it's quite interesting looking at the difference between the two uh, yeah anyway so yeah so back onto the podcast Um, I don't know is there anything else to talk about really is there anything else that you want to any I mean there's a lot I mean like I said I keep saying there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes with the production which I I I do I do and I love doing Um, you you do other stuff Insta- Instagram, which we are going to probably starting, yeah. yeah, we're going to start. Doing, you're going to start doing Don't it. Follow. And <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yes, I do a lot. Of, I do the production. I love doing it. So it's, because it's really, really interesting. But there's more. The, it's finding each the guest, but each week, it's very hard. But you get a room to touch with really big, big people. But it's so much fun. And you get not get in touch with big people. Sorry, I don't mean like that. But you get in touch with people that you'd never have the chance to meet before. So much fun! I just like so that, many it? different sectors apart from politics because that's boring. Um, <laughs> but I have, no, but, no, but in all seriousness, I have entered a world of politics that I would I could only yeah. have dreamed about because I wanted I wanted to uh, I wanted to go into politics from an early age, whether it's pro- properly like into politics or more like like as an MP as a like actually running it, or more like a YouTuber who criticizes them all because there's a lot to criticize. <laughs> <laughs> But I did go. I did go in. And I did, so I, what it was like? We brought on people. We brought on people that that are politicians. They all used to be politicians. Like I've noticed, like, mm-hmm. like Mark Levy helps out in Parliament. Or Christian you've, you've got a lot of uh, like connections, networking. With in, them. And you've got a politics, lot of things from yeah. it. You went to uh, yeah, exactly. number ten. Yeah, so exactly. I would have never got this without the podcast. The people I met there, Christian Wakeford is a massive mm-hmm. name. Ivan Lewis is a massive name. And I'm really good friend, uh, like to think we're good friends with Ivan. Ivan, if you're listening <laughs> to this, let me know. Uh, uh, Mark Clevey, um, well, he's an amazing guy as well. He just liked my LinkedIn post the other day, actually. He's following <laughs> me as well. Uh, all, and all these people, you've got mm-hmm. such amazing connections. Um, and like for example, Mark Levy is really nice. I was, I was a bit cheeky a few after, a few weeks after he came on the podcast. I sent him a text saying, "Now you go to Parliament the whole time. Is there any chance you give me a tour? Could I be cheeky enough to give me a tour? Or would you be able to give me a tour?" And he said yes. That's so, so nice of him. He's an absolutely incredible guy. And, and then he gave it's me like your dream. It was yes, literally. <laughs> I went to Parliament. Oh, he gave me he gave me a tour of like one and a half hours. Spent that much time. It was incredible. Um, showing me around. It was that was an experience. Really an experience. Uh, I wouldn't go into the names of who we met because obviously that's boring. But why well, Boris and no. uh, <laughs> the biggest people I, th- he, 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 I think we met was Angela Reyna, which is she's a deputy leader, yes, leader of the Labour Party, which is a high okay. position. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so it's so much so interesting. And then from that, I went to uh, I was um, to get on Christian Wakeford. Right, I went. I was like sort of in a sense following them around, not following them around, so <laughs> not <laughs> physically threatening his family. <laughs> no, what I was doing was like, for example, when I went to uh, yeah. Parliament, we popped into his office uh, with Mark to just check if he's there. He wasn't there. I sent him an e- a few emails. Um, so and then I saw he was giving a speech. So I went to I went to listen to a speech, not a speech. It was like a community thing where people Q and A. So I went to it, and then afterwards I caught him for a second. Yeah. But that's number and we, we connected and we said, yeah, I'll do the podcast, that's where I caught him. But in that time where I went to watch, like, good thank you and name, uh, I've noticed that, told me, oh, you should, because he came on the podcast already, he said, oh, you should go talk to that guy. He's good in the Conservative Party, as you might be interested in that. I think you'd, I'd recommend you talk to him. I talked to him. Um, I met with that guy and then he, then he said, oh, uh, let's have a proper meeting. 
next week or in a few weeks we had a proper meeting where I came to this house where I was, I was really cool a really nice house all antiques so it's was, was really cool and then he was like I think you should run as counsellor <laughs> I, I said no to that position at that time but it's just really really interesting you know what I mean that's incredible I would have never got the other filming on a phone and a yeah. recording on a phone to that yeah, and now I'm now I'm taking politics even even more seriously, and uh, I'm running a campaign. I'm not sure <laughs> should I talk about this. <laughs> um, can if you want. I mean, are you a hundred percent sure that you're gonna do it? Yes. Okay. One hundred percent sure. <laughs> no, not one hundred percent sure. Fact, so don't talk. Ninety nine percent sure. <laughs> yeah, I'll talk about it anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, uh, I won't go too into depth of that, but essentially, I offered the local Conservative Party to run a social media campaign for them because we do social media in the so let, let me run social media for you because you reach young people with it, you reach so many more people with that, it's not relevant to so you're not relevant to anyone, let's be honest, you're not relevant to anyone anymore. If you go on social media, you become more relevant, you'll get to know more people, you get, get, so, uh, get to see, you get in front of so many more people. You're saying people off social media aren't, aren't relevant? No, I'm saying if you go no, because ev- most people use one kind of social media, whether it's Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, one of them. And if you hit them on that, then you at least you, you you're adding some relevancy instead of never being in their lives. For the people that are not on social media, okay, there's different ways you can hit them. But most people are on social media. The vast majority of people, at least people have phones, and that's who we're talking about. The people have a lot. Most people we're talking about the adults. Here, most adults really have phones. Or um, so, so as it could. So I offered them a free social media campaign. I said, "Listen, it costs you tens of thousands of pounds. I'm gonna, and and I'm going to, and it could reach tens of thousands of local people, which is really good. Mm-hmm. And I'll offer it to you for free. Nada, nothing. And I'll just offer it to you for free, so you could, you could, uh, you could. Also, so I, I could really, I really help. Capitalize it. will help my company. It'll help you. Mm-hmm. It'll help. I, mm-hmm. I just want to help. Whatever it was, so much involved. And and they said no, and then said ask me to deliver a few leaflets." To a few people, it just seemed outrageous to me, and I'm speaking to whether it's politicians, whether it's not. Everyone is just amazed. Why would they say no to that? I mean, I, they would have asked. I mean, I, I told them about the experience I've had. If they wanted to send a full portfolio, which we did, which I could have sent from the company, and I, I mean, I was willing to spend my own money on it. Not only letting them off pay nothing, I'll spend my own money on that. And time. Yeah, and time, which is incredible. And I was like, they said I mean, no. If you so. think about how much your time is worth. Exactly. Exactly. No, ex- exactly. So I was like. Why do they say no? So um, it's not it's been sort of thing, but not only that. It's, it's did they say no? How dare they say no? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's, it's so I said oh, because also I have a love for politics, and I, I really want because I also really want to help politics. I, th- I thought okay, let's let's do something, let let's do something like this. So I started we're starting a campaign, whatever it was, and. Um, well, I don't know when it's going to be released for that. That's, yeah. Basically, bullying the local conservative. No, party. no, no. We're helping them. We're <laughs> helping them. Helping, helping them, them. long term. Yeah. I mean, is there anything else you want to add, or should we end it there? Should we end it here? I just on the point. I'm not sure when that campaign is going to be released. So. Okay. Yeah. Or if it is going to be. Yeah, it will be. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Th- well, yeah. Thanks, thanks for listening. Thanks that for was, interviewing me. That was me, great. Yeah. No problem. Anytime. <laughs>